Let's do it. All right. WandaVision. <laughs> um, well, we have to do the intro first, Dustin. So welcome to I'm drinking another episode of Pajiba, the Pajiba Again. podcast. But the wine. I'm, but what? what? I'm drinking Stella, the wine. Again. <laughs> you can't. Stop. What are you doing? <laughs> you are throwing everything <laughs> off, Justin. Oh this is God. like we have done this for like seventy some odd weeks. This is not hard. <laughs> wow. Well, um, just jumping ahead. Uh, before I was rudely interrupted. I am Pajaba Comedy Editor Dan Hamamura. With me, as always, are Pajaba TV Editor Tori Preston. Hi, Dan and Hi, Dustin. Tori. How are and, yeah, you? Dustin's here. He doesn't get a he doesn't get a fun name this week because he's. Well, I had a fun name on there. The whole thing. Uh, too bad. It's None, uh, nobody looks. God damn it. Nobody nobody knows. Uh, Mo, why are you called Mo this week, Dustin? Uh... Did you know that uh, Neil deGrasse uh, Tyson has a brother who's a, a, a landscaper? Do you know what his name is? Mo. Yes. <laughs> Mo deGrasse Tyson. No, no, that was no. It was just you're supposed to. There's a pun that's like an obvious pun. Mo deGrasse. Right. Yes. But yeah. then it's just Mo. It's not really. There's no po, it, it, No pun. It's just Mo. So does he not have a brother? No, none of this is true. I was. But his name a, would be Mo Degrasse Tyson. Does he work for Four Seasons Total Landscaping? <laughs> oh, God damn it! I don't understand why don't you're know. you're saying that my my what I said was wrong. Yeah, no, it, it was, is he got right. the pun right. Yeah. So what's the problem? Yeah, I don't know. This is what happens when Dustin gets a little too deep into his Stella wine. That's right. Uh, which <sighs> clearly is what he's drinking. Uh, Tori, what about you? Um, I okay. should have gotten Stella the beer. Um, <laughs> just to show off. Uh, no, I'm drinking some gas station wine. It's a, what is it? It's a, it's a red blend from 2017. Oh. Yeah. That was, uh, was that a good year? I think I so. Remember. Well, I mean, it was still well, a Trump year. It was, but. It, was it, it wasn't the worst year, so I'll say that. It wasn't the worst year. It wasn't, it wasn't great, but, you yeah. know, I'm sure for wine, it was, wine doesn't <laughs> care. <laughs> wine, wine just isn't is. affected by geopolitical <laughs> events. <laughs> exactly. Um, it yeah. was the Fast and the Furious 8 year, so. I, oh. I hate oh, that you remember that. Injustice League that year. I, and I and don't Justice believe. League is happening this year, so Justice time League, really Justice is League flat. Was four years ago, I, right. I'm pretty sure I haven't seen Justice League, but I have seen the one where there's Martha. Is that Justice League or Batman versus? No, Superman? that's Batman versus Superman okay. or whatever. All right, All right. just making sure. But it's kind Justice of Justice League because then Wonder Woman shows up, which is so it's like most of Justice League. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to the four hour and fifteen minute. Are you? Tel- television event? I haven't seen the first one, but I'm probably going to watch this one. But I don't think you can watch it without watching the first one. Really? I mean, the orig- the, the first cut. Yeah, I feel like it's because how can you appreciate how much better this one is if you don't know how it started? <laughs> Have you seen the first one? Um, yes. Are you going to watch don't re- this one? I don't remember any of it. 
I'll, I might. I mean, I have HBO Max. Like, what else am I doing with it? I like the that one? they have WandaVision. It ends. They premiere this. And then right after it, it's going to be Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's like everyone is building up that this is like a big thing. And I'm like, no, they're literally just dropping it in the lull between two Marvel shows. <laughs> it's a good week true. for it. Yeah. They did pick the right week. Yeah. I mean, they kind of had to. Um, and then they accidentally released it today. Yeah. What was that all about? I didn't catch it. It was like up for a couple of minutes and people started watching it. It was up for like it. two hours. But it was oh, the worst shit. part. <laughs> the first part was it was in, if you clicked to watch Tom and Jerry. <laughs> Oh, no. you, oh. you got Snyder Cut. Um, oh, no. Which, if you were not paying attention and were putting on a movie for your kids, may not have been great. No, I don't know. And, no. and then you're like, what is this version of Tom and Jerry? Yeah, there's a lot of, like, explosive really? smashies. Yeah. I don't know. I am weirdly fascinated by this whole thing. I, I, will, I will probably check it out just out of curiosity. I, I want to, but I also don't want to devote that much time to any movie. Like the best movie doesn't deserve four hours. What 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 is the best movie? Like I would not watch a four hour. Yes, I would. I would watch a four hour Billy Elliot or Almost Famous. I would actually because if there was four hours of Billy Elliot, it would just be yeah. more dancing, and so it would, it would be just amazing. be, it would would be amazing. Perfect <laughs> movie. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what we need to do. We need to start demanding the four-hour cut of Billy Elliot. <laughs> I bet Jamie Belkins. I mean, he can definitely God still damn dance. Goddamn, I said uh, that word. Yep, uh, that means everybody drinks. Oh. <laughs> As Dustin accidentally activates uh, his Apple product. Oh man! If you turn your headset up high enough, and if we say it loud enough, do you think nope. your computer will react? Perhaps. Let's try it. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, uh, so we got our movie, our requisite movie talk out of the way. There we we did get our requisite movie talk out of the way. Um, Dan, but, what are you drinking? Uh, oh, yes, that's right. Um, I am drinking, uh, I reached into the uh, magic uh, whiskey cabinet, yes. and there was a new bottle sitting there of uh, Hirsch whiskey. Uh, it is their bourbon, which is called the Horizon. Um, mm. I don't know. It's uh, Hirsch. Where is Hirsch from? I do not know. Uh, what I do know is that in 1974, when A.H. Hirsch first imagined his now legendary bourbon, he set the gold standard for thoughtful American whiskey. Uh, today, Hirsch continues to pursue whiskey as an explorer might consider uncharted territory. We believe the world is full of possibilities. There's always room for discovery, and craft is best balanced with experimentation. With obsessively discerning selections, Hirsch continues to blaze trails for the adventurous, which says nothing about where they're from, but uh, anyway. Or really anything about the booze itself. I don't, it's I don't some get it. Also, tomorrow at around, I mean, on Wednesday at around 4.30, JS will tell you a fact on Twitter about Hirsch that you did not know. Well, there's a lot I don't know about Hirsch. Basically, yeah. anything that was not on the uh, the sticker here. So, uh, but I'm very excited to find out. I I so I bought a bottle of 
whiskey that with the express purpose of being able to read the description on the podcast, but then I had this half bottle of wine that I needed to finish, so we'll have to hold off until next week. But it is rookie. It is not. I know. Well, yeah. Okay, fair. Um, But it is almost as baffling as what Dan just read. So you know, get excited next week. Lick, you know, liquor talk is going to be great. Um, Look, all I know is that it was uh, when it was found uh, at the store. It was uh, very cheap and uh, rated well. So, and look, I I don't, I don't know the difference. It's bourbon. It tastes like bourbon. It's good. Um, There's a there. It's a mix of two different bourbons. Um, Is uh, bourbon what uh, Don Draper drank? I don't. I feel like like Don Draper was a bourbon drinker. Probably. I didn't watch Mad Men. Oh, Tori. Yes, neither did I. Oh, (laughs) thank you, Dan. Oh, I mean, I watched season one, but then I was like, all right, I get it. I didn't watch that. This is. This is the most painful conversation we've ever had. Is it? We talked oh. about all of Friday Night Lights season two. <laughs> but it's oh, uh, you don't, Dustin. You, oh. You'll you'll be happy to hear that uh, neither of us are caught up on uh, Better Call Saul. So you know that's mm. true. Uh, just, nor are we caught up on a you just hate show AMC. called Riverdale. <laughs> I love AMC. How dare you, Dustin? You don't you don't like Walking Dead. You don't like Better Call Saul, and you didn't I watch like, Mad Men. I like the AMC shows that nobody's seen. Like Halt and Catch Fire yes. and Lodge Forty Nine and Dispatches from Elsewhere, the the AMC show that shows that people don't watch those are my shows. Into the Badlands, the yeah, I oh, like I the like Badlands. the one with the the fighting. <laughs> See, we all we all have our different version of AMC that we appreciate. Also, at this point, if you just have AMC Plus, it doesn't matter what airs on AMC. That's true. You can watch it all. Oh and my God! I started Gangs of London. London last night. I started. I watched the first episode, and holy shit! That show is... You didn't show it to your kids, right? No, I did not. Okay, good. But holy shit, that show is good. I am stoked about watching the rest of that. So you watched the first episode? Yeah, just the first episode. Okay. So you got the bar fight. Yes. Oh, that bar but fight is amazing. That that opening sequence, though, on the, the, the guy hanging from the building is like, holy shit, what a way to start a show. Yeah, it's intense. And it gets more intense somehow. (laughs) (laughs) See, so it's not all about Mad Men. Mm -hmm. It's true. It's just the thing that allowed AMC to, like, not be American movie classics anymore was Mad Men. I thought it was Walking Dead. Well, no, Mad Men was the first show, and then Breaking Bad, and then Walking Dead. Oh, I didn't watch Breaking Bad either. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> just like it's just like at least that one I've seen dabbing I'm, me in the heart. I'm sorry. It didn't have enough cartoons. That's true. <laughs> it was so arguably magnets. most things don't. <laughs> you know what had an animated episode? Apparently, Fringe. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> a show I love and yet did not remember that. Now I have to rewatch the entire series. Tori, it's not worth it. Maybe that's not available anywhere. I definitely have the first season on DVD. Oh, well, you know what is available now? What? Felicity on Hulu. <laughs> oh, God. 
the most <laughs> important you. show of both centuries because it was 1998 to 2002. It really straddled that line. That's right. Uh, was her hair exclusive to the 2000s, the short hair, or, or did that no, was no. that a 1999 thing? It was 99, it was short, and then she grew it back by the third season. Yeah. Dustin, uh, Fringe is streaming for free on IMDb TV. So nobody oh, watches God that. Damn it! There you go. That is that not a sucks. real thing. With commercials, though, who's so. gonna watch I am? I don't need. I did. I no. I'll <laughs> find it elsewhere. It's fine. Uh, what about? Okay, so who did Felicity end up with? I am not spoiling that for you. You tried Why? that once. Why? Because Why it's won't you too just tell important. Me? Is it? It is. I bet she ends up with one by default because the other one dies. No. She has to make a choice, and she has to make that choice twice. Why twice? Because the witch's spell that was cast upon them. What? Are you sure? (laughs) I thought you were joking the first time you made a comment about a witch's spell. There's a witch's spell? They ended the series, and then they were like, oh, shit, we need four more episodes. So J.J. Abrams literally had to cast a witch's spell, which allowed them to go back in time and redo the ending. And uh, she chose a different, she made a different decision, but it led to the same result. What? But that time, did the other one die? Nobody died. Why did no one die? It feels like a real missed opportunity. So like, who cares? Yeah. I guess, yeah, they are kind of interchangeable. Oh. Just, <laughs> <laughs> one of them's a werewolf, though. You just want to hurt me tonight. One of one them's of a the, werewolf, and one of, one of them werewolf. is a CIA agent in Europe, briefly. One of them looks like I like he he was the guy that they went to when Freddie Prince Jr. turned down a role. Um, <laughs> Tori. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying if you were in the late 90s, that's probably what you thought. I don't. Mm. <laughs> They're both very fine television actors. And, and Noel uh, Scott uh, Foley uh, married Jennifer Garner briefly. In real life? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Before Ben Affleck. Right. And Jennifer Garner was on Felicity for a while. Because she like, was also on Alias. That's right. Well, the, well did basically, they do a crossover? no, there Wait, was no those, crossover. Is that the same universe? The, they're not the same universe. No, no. but uh, Felicity, uh, basically, J.J. Abrams created Alias, and he said, "I want to do Felicity." Only she's like a spy, and that's what he did. And then, Mission Impossible Three is mm-hmm. in the same universe because Perhaps. Felicity is the agent at the beginning. Well, no, of that because mission. Felicity was never an agent. Well, she is in Mission Impossible. Like, that's in the future. Okay. okay. Hmm. So did he do Alias, <laughs> but with wigs because he didn't, he realized that he shouldn't have his actress cut her hair? <laughs> I don't, I don't. That's a good connection, Tori. Thank you. <laughs> I was noticing uh, earlier today that my old podcast did 113 episodes, and I'm feeling that we may not get there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh wow, Dustin with wow. the bombshell. Uh, are you saying that you will not get there, or are you saying that? Is, are, do you know something that we don't? <laughs> I'm saying that Pajiba 
Might not make it. <laughs> You're going to close down the website so that the podcast can't be hosted by it? I'm pretty sure Dan is the one that uh, controls this podcast. But does he control where it's posted? Probably, yes. Yeah, literally. He does, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He literally <laughs> uploads it. You could possibly call uh, Spectrum, who I assume is his <laughs> internet provider, and request that he turn off his internet so he is unable to. But uh, Look, that that would be... Let's not, let's not get to drastic measures and... We're all going to watch Felicity later this year, so we'll all be on the same page. (laughs) Only if I get to do a guided walkthrough of Fringe. I'm down with Fringe. I watched all of Fringe. Yeah. Dan, did you watch Fringe? I watched the pilot. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, this is going to be so much fun. I heard it was good, but, you know, there was was a lot of TV. No, there wasn't that much TV at the time. It was I like will lead us through French and I'll lead us through a guided tour of uh, Eureka. Oh, the, the old uh, sci-fi show. Yeah, it sounds uh, great. Or Warehouse Thirteen. Take your pick. I'd rather. Can somebody put like do me a guided tour of The Expanse because like people love it, but I don't really want to go through the whole thing. Yeah, here's your guided tour of the expanse. Watch, Watch the expanse. <laughs> I was gonna say, can you really like? It's very dense. <sighs> yeah, you can't just pick and choose on that one. I was gonna, it's got to be kind of like Battlestar Galactica that way. Like you can't really, like, you just have to watch it. Battlestar. There are a couple episodes you could skip if you had to, like in the later seasons. But I mean, I guess definitely not the stuff with Fatley. No, you have to get through. Oh my god! I feel like you have to get through. You have to get them off uh, New Caprica. Yeah, like straight through, and then and then there are a couple later season three and then season four that you can kind of like if you had to skip something you could right. you could probably miss stuff, but but it's pretty serialized, so I don't yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I would like. Dustin, to... it's not that many episodes. There's like six seasons. Well, not the sixth season hasn't aired yet, and there are only ten episodes a season. That's so. fifty episodes, and I'm trying to get to the Gangs of London. Speaking of which, I said that, and I opened up my browser. Uh, and uh, I got an ad for uh, AMC Plus for Gangs of London, Mad Men, Walking Dead. That's because you keep saying seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> this week on the show, we're talking WandaVision uh, series finale. Um, and that's it. And also a game. Really? That's, that's uh, it. Yeah. Only one show this week. We'll see somehow... It'll still end up being 90 minutes. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, at this rate. Um, are we going to do the... Oh, no, there wasn't Riverdale. Oh. No. No Riverdale this week. So, no. wait. Do, does this mean we're... Are we talking television now? New Amsterdam did come back. Oh and it was God. an amazing episode, and that's all I will say. Oh, it had that guy. No, Dustin, you like The Resident. Yeah. No. Oh, we never talked... We didn't even... Did you guys even... You guys didn't watch Real World? No. No. Even though were you, we supposed to? You were appropriately aged to enjoy that. Eh. Yeah, it was it was a nice little fun nostalgia. We're trip. we're both younger than you. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> 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 yeah, I was gonna say I'm, I'm pretty sure I didn't start watching Real World until a couple seasons in. Yeah. To be fair, oh. though, I don't think I had. I didn't have cable. I didn't have. Yeah. I wouldn't have had MTV until I was like sixteen. Because so, they didn't have MTV in had... Vermont? Uh, no, be, well, because I only had, yeah, yeah, I had an antenna, and it 
only got oh. NBC, and then eventually we cut down a tree and had enough of a <laughs> hole in the foliage to aim a satellite dish through. <laughs> Wait, what year was the first uh, Real World? 92, 93? Oh. W- oh, yeah, I don't think we had cable yet. Yeah. I was... Also, I would have been, like, 10. <laughs> this was when, Tori, your TV was only set to NBC, if I remember correctly. Yes, I was watching Sequest <laughs> at the time. Oh, Sequest. <laughs> I'm sorry, they were talking dolphins to consider. It's my favorite part of the show when you make Sequest. me feel old. <laughs> uh, no, Sequest. I, I remember Sequest. I, I loved Sequest. Yeah. And, then, and then it got real weird, I think. Oh, every season it got weirder as they tried to scramble for relevance. Yeah. Yeah. Sequest, the, the season, show with the dolphin? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Shit, the I first, was making and a Roy joke. Scheider. And Roy Scheider. Roy Scheider. Yeah. Damn it, I had no not, idea. I think he left. Wait, there was actually a dolphin in it? Yeah. Yeah, and it I'm, talked. Oh, my God. It talked uh, specifically to, uh, wasn't, uh, what's his name, Jonathan Brandis? Jonathan Brandis, yeah. Uh, I thought it was, it was like ro- a sci-fi show, and I was just... It was. It was about... Um, I was making it was, a joke. It was, it was by Steven Spielberg, so the first season was very, like, like the wonders of the deep. It was, like, very, like, family-oriented, and then they were like, oh, shit, this isn't working, and so then they made it, like, weirder and weirder sci-fi as it, like, progressed. Yeah. And eventually they replaced Roy Scheider with... Uh, um, Michael Ironside, I think, as That's the captain. Right. And everyone was like, you're mean. We don't <laughs> like you. And then, then obviously, he like became a good captain, and they loved him, I think. I don't... I think I might have stopped watching when Roy Scheider left. Yeah. Also, there were two DeLuise brothers on it. Oh, Dom and Peter? No, Dom is the dad. Peter is Dom the is son. the dad. Peter was one of them, and then it was the other one. Peter's from 21 Jump Street. I did not know that there was another one. Yeah. I mean, I the think it makes thing- sense. I'm sure I'm sure Dom DeLuise got around. Huge fan. Of- Wait, you watched 21 Jump Street, but you didn't watch Real World. I watched 21 Jump Street when I was in college mm. on DVD. But I know Dan watched it, too. I did watch 21 Jump Street. Um, because, but I only remember, the only episode I remember is... The one where they delve into um, what's his name, the Vietnamese guy's backstory. Dustin Grant. That he likes he like stole someone's uh, identity fleeing Vietnam. Mm. Oh, yeah, I don't remember. That. But also, of course, Dan watched it because it was a it was a network show, right? It wasn't it cable. It was a network show. Yeah. So this mm. is the problem. MTV was cable. I see. I, I remember getting cable specifically. I don't know exactly what year, but it was the year that uh, pour some sugar on me was uh, popular because I bought cable and I saw Pour Some Sugar on Me video on MTV maybe 17 times in the first day. Because I couldn't, I just turned on MTV and I just watched it. And it was just Pour Some Sugar on Me over and over and over. I mean, that's pretty much all you needed to get. this way. And that's how old I am. It's a good song. Yeah. It's a good song. Speaking of old, old television... Homage. You get it. WandaVision. <laughs> That's not old. T- oh, 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 I see. I see. Yeah. WandaVision was, uh, was a... Ten weeks mar- ago, MCU, it was like a... An MCU old, show and show. A, an homage to old sitcoms and, uh, I don't know, something about, something about S.W.O.R.D. and, you know, military-industrial complex. I don't know. Anyway, the, well, the finale inter- aired. Interesting this, that uh, they dropped that whole conceit there by the end like 
Well, they had to get to the Marvel stuff. Sure, yeah. but there was, like, no callbacks to the uh, sitcom stuff. Her well, world uh, was crumbling around her. Yeah, and the director did say she canceled her show. So yeah. Oh, that is true, they, yeah. they They talked about it, Dustin. Yeah. Yeah. I did think it was interesting. They originally were, like, kind of batting around the idea of doing homages to a variety of sitcom types, and then mm-hmm. they kind of settled on the family sitcoms for obvious reasons, but it could have been even weirder if they had, like, you know, done Perfect Strangers or done, you know... Well, I just think it would have been Mindy. interesting to, uh, you know, sort of put the finale in the context of, like, a sitcom, but they just th- threw all that away. Well, because it was so... It was about the end of her delusion and reality in the form of a witch fight coming in. <laughs> Is so. there not like a callback to a sitcom? What, 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 what could have worked there? Like a Sabrina the Teenage Witch or something? I don't. No? Yeah, I mean no. that's fair. Uh, I, mean, I don't it, think it they feels like it feels like there's a world where you could have done a version where the Wanda um, Agatha fight could have could have gone back into some kind of delusional world because yes. they're fighting yeah. with magic. Well, life, actually, but. at one point, there is, they do a little mini, I feel like it's a little video mod. Like when she, when Wanda's like hovering in the air and then she disappears, her pose is straight out of Bewitched. Hmm. Oh, I think yeah. it was either I, Bewitched I or I Dream of Genie, yeah. but like her, like. Yes, that's yeah. true. Um, but no, I mean, the, yeah, it was kind Still. of. That's fair. But no, Dustin. At that point, you're in the Marvel movie. So I know, yeah. and that's and that that was sort of the problem, wasn't it? I th- uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> they had to get there. I don't. So the stuff with Wanda didn't bother me. I think that the where kind of the MCU crashed in to me was the fact that Monica had so little to do. You realize that her entire arc in this show was just an excuse to get her superpowers so she can be of use in, like, the next Captain Marvel movie. Right. Like, that was the part that... All the stuff with Wanda still rang true to me. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, even that, like, end credit scene where you see her in the cabin or whatever and she's, you know... Like, yeah, it's queuing up probably, like, what will lead her to Doctor Strange, but it, it still felt like... And we can talk about it. I want to talk about that more, but, like, it... It, it still kind of played both sides. Like, it did what it needed to and also made sense for the story of her character. Right. But, yeah, the Monica stuff, like, with this finale, I just realized, like, oh, yeah. I mean, it's Wanda's show. I get it. Like, it's going to be about Wanda and unfortunate. But it really, like, it felt like they used WandaVision as an expedient uh, opportunity to just, like, introduce Monica and get her superpowers. Right. Well, it's interesting that you say that because that, I mean, one that, yeah, that it definitely does feel like that. Um, but also it, it made me wonder, like, um, it almost felt like she she had too much importance at the beginning. Right. Like if she was kind of like the late the late season cameo, like if she was essentially like the Doctor Strange cameo that people were thought might happen, mm-hmm. um, then like, you know, so if it's like this character in the background, you don't know who she is, and then like... Two thirds of the way through the, through the season, you'd learn that she's Monica Rambo, right? And then, then maybe you do like her flashback after, or you know, her backstory after that, right? And then, so like she becomes important in just the last couple episodes, and then you know, gets her powers and whatever. Then like, 
then it would feel like, oh, even though it's the same amount of stuff, it would it would feel more like um, it wouldn't feel like a wasted opportunity just because just because of where it comes in in, in the season. Yeah. Um, but because she's so important from the beginning. Right. That, um, yeah, definitely felt like she should have had something to do. Well, and the fact that, like, so her powers come literally from Wanda, like, from pushing through the boundary a couple times. So, and then they never, but you still don't know what her powers are. And that was one of the things that caught me is that, like, this show is about Wanda realizing she doesn't understand the extent of her powers and Mm -hmm. that she needs to learn it. And they make, they go, they bend over backwards to draw the parallel between Wanda and Monica about grief. And I'm like, that ended up being just very, very shallow, like a a tossed in scene at the end that, that a conversation that didn't need to happen. Like Wanda should have left Westview after she said goodbye to Vision. Like she didn't need to walk into town if she was just going to leave again. Um, Right. But it was so shoehorned in. And I'm like, no, the connection between these two women is like, actually, they both have powers they don't understand. And we never even see Monica question what her powers are. Like, she stops bullets. And there's never a moment where she's like, huh, I wonder what I can do. (laughs) Like, that was where I'm like, you know, you I I love that they're introducing and. Monica Rambeau. And I think one of the frustrating things about the MCU is that even when it, if it doesn't, like we've seen with Wanda, like Wanda was underserved for four movies and then she gets a series that gives her real depth. And I'm like, you know, maybe that's what'll happen with Monica. Like it's an imperfect introduction. Um, but there's always the potential for, for payoff down the road. Like maybe they will give her a better opportunity later. Um, but it makes it really hard to judge the individual installment. Cause I'm just like, like, do you feel like that Marvel is sort of in a jam where they're like, we want the show to be great, but not absolutely necessary. Like, uh, yeah. With the, like the walking dead, for instance, you know, sorry, I, I know <laughs> they, they have the spinoffs <laughs> where, which are all sort of leading to this big movie or whatever. And, the, and they're always like, Oh, the spinoffs are going to offer like this Easter egg or this hint about the the parent show, but it's not going to be like essential viewing. You don't need to see it in order to understand the parent series, and maybe that's what's going on here. You, it would be fun to watch WandaVision, but it's not necessary to understand Doctor Strange, too. Right. Yeah, because I think that they, you know, there's always that I, they don't want to hinge their theater going audience like they don't right. want to require them to also pay for disney plus even though like let's be honest i'm sure they are right <laughs> like, uh and i think that will ch- so i think that may change over time like if especially considering that wandavision f- was a success it, mm-hmm. you know i think that they may allow the the shows to um kind of have Become- more uh, more impact or you know have right. the potential to but I, I yeah i think they right now they're playing their they're trying to have it both ways. It's like the show will be really interesting and kind of can do its own thing and we'll have these connective tissues. But ultimately, if you only want to watch the movies, you're not really going to be missing anything. Well, and that, but that, that kind of feels like that, that feels a little like the balance that they're, that they're always trying to walk. 
right? Yeah. Because like you don't um, really have to watch a Thor movie to watch the Avengers. Right. And like and I mean for for me personally, there are certain uh Avengers movies that I didn't see that like specifically I didn't see Ultron. Um and it didn't you know, other than the only thing that I missed from that movie is uh her brother dying, which right. they covered in in the show, right, right, so it's right. fine. Yeah. Like I get it. Um when we did the so, family rewatch of all the movies, when I introduced them to my kids, we skipped Ultron and the two Thor movies. So I'm rewatching, I'm doing a targeted rewatch of the movies with my husband right now, and we're literally going through all of the phases, but skipping the movies that we know we've seen a bunch. So it was like, I'm not going to rewatch Iron Man. We've seen it. We all, we remember it. So we end up only watching the Thor movies and Ultron and oh. stuff like that. Like we're literally only going to the movies that we never watched multiple times. Right. So you're rewatching Iron Man too. I'm sorry. No, I did skip that one. I was like, even I can't do that. I will, I will watch Iron Man 3. I liked Iron Man 3, uh, but didn't watch it obsessively. Um, mm-hmm. But we're watching, yeah, we watched the first Thor movie. Um, probably going to watch Thor 2. Uh, yeah. But I was like, Captain America, I saw that so many times. Like, yeah, and it was right. good. I don't need to watch it again. I will probably watch Winter Soldier again because it was wonderful. Yeah, I think we actually skipped Captain America, too. But we yeah. went and just watched Winter Soldier. Because that's all you need to know. Yeah. You don't need... Yeah. The only time that uh, what's the red face guy comes up again is like, uh, he comes up briefly in the, one of the Avengers movies. Right. And he's not even played by the same actor. Right. Uh, I don't, yeah, so uh, anyway, I, I, I do think it'll be interesting now that we say that, like, that's what Marvel has said, like, WandaVision shouldn't, you shouldn't have to watch WandaVision to watch Doctor Strange or whatever, but having seen what happens in WandaVision, if you're a movie viewer and the last time you saw Wanda was Avengers Endgame or whatever, and you walk into Doctor Strange and suddenly she's, like, the most powerful right. being in creation, actually, I think maybe you, you would wonder why that is. Also, why right. does she look so good? What happened to, like, her costume <laughs> is incredible. Right. Um, so I, I'm, I am curious about, it, you know, how people will react, uh, also, how much of that they try to explain in the movie, or if they're just going to be like, nope, this is who she is now. Could you, oh, well, two things. Uh, mm-hmm. Winter Soldier and, and Bucky are the same guy, sorry. Uh, and the other guy. Uh, Falcon. Falcon. Uh, that's coming, and do you think that's going to be about who is in ultimately Captain America, the next one? Do you think that shield will change hands and then become important? I can't see. Yeah, so in the comics, both characters have have done stints as Captain America. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I can't imagine they would do a show with the two of them without that kind of being the topic at hand or or the eventual. Right, and yeah. and coming off of uh, of Endgame, also, it feels like that's. I mean, that was the question that Endgame kind of poses at the, at the end, right? Is like, yeah. which one of them is going to take the shield? Right. So that and so they, would become yeah. a crucial series in, for the MCU, unless it's like the next time you see that character, it's like, hey, I'm Captain America now, and like, <laughs> you right. just Again, accept you, it. You'd probably be okay with Fair. it. Like, you'd be like, okay. oh, I get it. Um, okay. And uh, question number two is, um, in WandaVision, the accent came back. Right, because she was no longer doing a. She was no longer in a sitcom. Okay, right. can you oh, you can. It's, that's the explanation for the accent. She's no longer in a sitcom. Yeah, so when she's in the real world, she has the accent because when she like left the hex and and confronted um, 
the sword agents a couple episodes ago, she had the accent again. It's only yeah. when she's in her sitcom, because Wait. it's always an American sitcom. Yeah, but her accent came and went in the movies. No, it didn't. It didn't? Nope. Oh, she always had the accent? The bad accent? Yeah. Oh, I see. I do think that this might be an effort to kind of tone that down a bit. (laughs) (laughs) To kind of be like, oh, she's getting more used to America, and she'll stop talking quite so much like that. She watched a lot of American TV, so yeah, she picks it up. Yeah. Um, well, b- before we before we move on to the to, to some of the other stuff in WandaVision, wh- one one other thing about uh, Monica that I wanted to point out, and we talked a little bit about this before we started recording, but was the idea that there there was a um, it it came out of I believe it was Matt Checkman who was a director for the series. Um, he was talking on Kevin Smith's podcast, and so th- this came out today that um, he had talked about how there was. Uh, uh, there were sequences that they couldn't, uh, that they had filmed, and including some stuff with Monica, that basically they they couldn't do the, um, they couldn't get the visual effects done in time. So, between that and making story decisions, they 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 cut segments that, um, you know, she would have had a she would have had more to do at least in the finale for sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, but, but yeah, I don't know if that would have, uh, you know, if that would have made the difference. I mean, right. it would have been nice to see her more in action, obviously. Right. Um, and it would have also like brought in the bunny. Like it was going to be a whole adventure with her and Evan Peters and the kids and, and fighting the rabbit. Right. Uh, which sounds like adorable. Like I would have loved to see that. And I can understand how it's a, it would have been that like extra plot too many when you've already got like vision fighting vision on one end of town and Monica fighting, uh, or Wanda fighting uh, Agatha and, you know, sword storming in and all this stuff. Like, I can understand how it was going to be maybe a bit too much, but right, would have been nice. I don't know. I, I also think that was interesting. So the other part of that was that they revealed um, the reason, because they were having in such a rush to get the visual effects done for the finale like that, they only got the episode turned in two weeks before it was going to air. So the fact that they were so up to the deadline was why they chose to only release two episodes rather than three um, for the premiere, which we right. talked about. Like it would have worked better if they released the first three episodes at once. And that was right, because, always the atent- intent. Right, because the third one was where you really get like – You've gone through enough of the sitcom premise, and the, the world's starting to break up enough that we get to see, like, oh, this is what's happening. It's a TV right. show, and yeah. Um, um, so that would have made more sense. I don't know. I yeah, it's interesting to hear the the way some of those creative things that it wasn't necessarily the way the show was intended, but they they were making decisions on the fly just based on right. yeah schedules and you know what they had available. Right. Oh, that does make me wonder if. If the goal was, if they believed that the best um, release uh, schedule would have been the first three and then one a week after, why was it more important to release two rather than hold it for one more week? Other than, you know, having it on the platform. I think that that's a good question. (laughs) That is a very good question. They could have just held it for an extra week. 
Uh, I think there was also something, because he said, I, I think the show was originally going to be longer, and then they condensed stuff to make it nine episodes. Mm-hmm. So part of me also wonders if it was originally supposed to be ten episodes, and then they, I don't know. Um, I can't remember if I heard that from him or if that was the Jack Schaefer interview in New York Times. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, in that interview, I hadn't put it together. Um, it wasn't the only reason, but the fact that the two like main ancillary like Marvel characters who show up are the ones played by Randall Park and Kat Dennings, because those are the two actors who have the most sitcom experience. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> like, I mean, not that it has any impact on their characters in the context of the show, but it right. was this neat kind of thing. Like, actually, like, those are the two who have been on sitcoms. Like, let's put them on the show that's going to make fun of sitcoms. Right. Well, that's interesting because that helps... Um it does kind of help. I mean, I, I didn't think about it until you just pointed it out, but it helps bridge the tones. Right. Where, like, you have the obvious sitcom world, and then, but even in the real world, you know, the people are still snappy and, you know, yeah. have, have one liners. Yeah. And they're wonderful, and I want right. more of them. Yes, they're, like, <laughs> the best. They are the best. Uh, I, I Randall Park, star of Young Rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who, Young Rock he's still Randall on Park. there, by the way. He Young is. Rock. Young Rock is uh, crap, but... Although, uh, in, in episode three, they had a different interviewer that started to feel like they might be phasing him out. But they did have him behind a desk and show his own show. Right. No, he was definitely still there, but it was just like, uh-oh. Oh. I don't know. You guys, you guys like are a, sticking with it, huh? All right. I like it. For, well, for him. Well, it's interesting in my family. Uh, the, the older kid loves Keenan, and the younger kids love Young Rock and don't understand Keenan. Oh. Yeah. Well, Keenan, though it's very—I mean, those jokes are those are those are very fast jokes. They're, they're, they're like, we don't get it. Why is it funny? Yeah. <laughs> Why is this um, funny? Oh no. They can all be—they can all be entertaining, you know, on in their own way. Sure. They'll grow into it. They'll grow. Just keep making them watch Keenan. They'll get there. <laughs> we will. And then they'll be ready for happy endings. Oh yeah, mm. it's a straight mm. through line. Oh, um, wait, Dustin, have you watched Happy Endings? I've seen it, yeah. I, I saw it when oh, okay. it was out. I haven't seen it since it aired, but I okay. loved it then. Uh, I was going to say uh, that would require a rewatch, but if you've seen it, then. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. I think you could still do a rewatch. <laughs> I'm Are making you watch. Like, have, you watched it? have you seen no. it? No, no. Oh, wait, you God haven't seen Happy it. Endings? No. God damn it. Oh, that's what I'm curating. Jesus Christ. My class will be Happy Endings. The worst episode of um, Pajiba ever. Watch out. I'm going to start curating DuckTales. I mean, I would no. watch that. I mean, I would. I mean, I you would, would be so to. unhappy. Well, no, I feel like you would fall in love. Maybe. I just don't. The animated form format just doesn't do anything for me. Oh, but all of the actors. Just wait till Jason Mansukis uh, shows up as, as Steelbeak. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. I mean, Manzukis is about the only thing that's ever done it. Bob's Burgers, I like. And, um, uh. Archer? Big you Mouth. don't like Archer? Uh, I got tired of that after a couple of seasons. Huh. Oh, man. Well, we know who has taste and which one it's yeah. just. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, every show I pick is gonna be cartoon, is gonna be animated from now on. <laughs> 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 Anyway, uh, one thing you before I get into... they aren't real people. They're, they're cartoons. 
Justin. It's hard to relate to them because they're made out of ink. That is the weakness of your imagination. Wow. I hear that. I hear that. <laughs> That's just a, uh, I mean, that, that, you know what that sounds like, Dustin? That sounds like the, the people who say, like, oh, reality TV is real people. That's, yeah. that's, that's what you sound like. That's what you... Or, or Justin, when you watch those fucking... Uh, oh, when oh when you watch the Sarah McLaughlin adoptable dog what? videos. You know the commercials where she, <laughs> it's her song yeah. and it's the sad animals in the, in the shelters. Do you feel nothing because they're animals and not people? I don't feel that much. You are a broken man. <laughs> there is a folk song playing and like soulful animals on the screen and you don't feel that much. I, I have to I change don't. the channel because I literally can't handle it. I feel like Dan's going to agree with me on this one. Like, what are you no, talking about? Dan is made of heart and soft emotions. I, I hear that, but I, I feel like maybe Sarah McLachlan and animals don't, doesn't do it for Dan. It was, she starts that, singing uh, Arms of an Angel. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, yeah. Arms of the Angel. <laughs> I was hoping yeah. Dustin would sing. <laughs> How's the rest of that song go? <laughs> no. <laughs> pour uh, some sugar on me. <laughs> Yo, she would probably do a killer version of Pour Some Sugar on Me. She would. Holy shit. That's a good riff. Uh, actually, they well, should give it to Cheryl Crow. Oh, yeah, I'd listen to that. Yeah. Um, so, sorry, uh, WandaVision. Yeah, I hope you remember where you were going to go, because I don't I had, I had two other things, real fast. <laughs> um, so, do you guys, so the Darkhold, the book yes. that Agatha had and then Wanda ends up with. So, that is kind of interesting, because that was already in two other Marvel shows. Um, that was like a pretty big part of, I want to say season four or something of, uh, agents of shield. Oh, it's part of the arc where they introduce, uh, the Robbie Reyes version of ghost rider. And at the end of the season or at the end of that arc, like he, the ghost rider, like takes the book back to hell to hide it. Um, and then in runaways on Hulu, uh, another like character, I think it's Morgan Le Fay, like another witch, shows up with the Darkhold. So, but the key thing, the thing that's interesting is that the book design in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Runaways, I think they're the same, and it literally, you can't miss it because it says Darkhold in big dumb letters on the front. <laughs> it's just like no mysterious book is that obvious. Right. Uh, and they changed the design for WandaVision. So a lot of, a lot of fans are wondering, is this like proof that... Uh, the other Marvel shows are completely not in continuity right now anymore because mm-hmm. um, it's not the same book or right. are they just going to kind of, is this just kind of hand waving, you know, like we're just going to ignore this. It's fine. Right. Still, you know, somehow the book cover changed. Doesn't matter. Agatha had well, it. <laughs> I mean, with the, with the fact that they're, I, I mean, since it's headed for a, you know, multiverse could be a different version of the book. Could be, yeah. Yeah, yeah we don't know. Uh, but that was one interesting thing that I thought was kind of... Because uh, I kept looking at it, I'm like, that's it is the Darkhold, and I remember that name, but that is not the same book. But it, it kind of is. Um, and anyway, Ma, uh, now Wanda has it. Um, 
the, okay. hmm? I just want someone to explain to me the um, end credits. Which which one? The po- the, the the last one, the post credits thing with the uh, witch uh, version of the Scarlet Witch. Oh, she was so she was astral projecting. So basically, actually, I want to get to this. Um, Thank you. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So that end, um, you see Wanda secluded in a cabin. And mm-hmm. she's both like drinking tea and also in the back room uh, studying the dark hold and practicing magic. So I think that, and it, it's just an astral projection. And then she hears uh, her son's voice. So it's it's. I think that is where it's going to kind of lead into Doctor Strange. Like he, she's probably tapping into an alternate version of her son. Theoretically, mm-hmm. like that may is where I think what? that's going. Because um, it's going to be the multiverse of madness. Uh, an alternate version of her son? or okay. Like an alternate reality, like an alternate, yeah. Like one where, where they exist. Right, so she created them in this world, but there are, in a multiverse, there is probably a world where she really did have kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, so the kids weren't real. I thought the kids were real. No, no. Um, so they because were. Because somebody they were, said were like they were. A everything is real. Oh, I see. Well, they were real in the sense that I mean, as she, I mean, she created them, um, and that's an interesting thing in the show. It's not like they were. They were figments of her that she she manifested. Um, so as long as she could maintain control, they really they were kind of real. Right, um, but they were only real within her hex. Within her hex, and th- one of the actually one of the other interesting things. So the whole thing with the two visions. So there's you know the body who no longer has the memories, and then the vision that Wanda created that has all of the emotion but doesn't have, also like is missing some of his memories. Uh, mm-hmm. But he has an infinity stone in his head, <laughs> like she created an infinity stone. Oh, okay. yeah. Like, okay, Tori, just tell me what this means for <laughs> Doctor Strange. I don't know what it means for Doctor... Well, I mean, you What know, do you think it means? That wasn't what I wanted to get to. Well, I, what I, I need think, to know this. Okay. I need to understand <laughs> so, why, what so all means, this means. Wanda's going to be in the next Doctor Strange right. movie. And sure. I have a feeling Is she the I, bad guy? No, I don't think... No, I don't, she's not a bad guy. Um, I think but that... Not, like an alt version of her is not a bad guy? Could be. Uh, okay. Although I think if they go the Nexus route, I'm not sure. She might be a creature. She might be something that doesn't have alternate versions, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, what I do think may happen is they make a mention in, in the finale that uh, the Scarlet Witch is stronger than the Sorcerer Supreme. And we already mm. know that she is at least what they had seen of Wanda before they knew that she was, you know, a being called the Scarlet Witch. Um, even just based on what she could do in, in, you know, the Avengers movies, she was uh, on par with Captain Marvel. So I think at this point, we basically know she is the most powerful, you know, Captain Marvel could give her a run for her money, but she is more powerful than Doctor Strange in the magic realm. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I do think that he has all of the experience. He has the knowledge. So right now she's in seclusion trying to come to grips with her, her powers. But I think at some point she will seek him out for help and also probably training. Because while she may be more powerful, he's the only he's the only hope for a teacher she's got. Okay, let me ask you this then. Uh, in this show, did she 
create the multiverse? I don't think... No, I think the multiverse exists. That won't... That will be created in Doctor Strange? I don't know that it is created. It may get tapped into. And then how does that uh, link to Spider-Man? That, I, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I just I, always think Spider-Man is just ripping off Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> I'm like... What, what wasn't, what is, um, when, in the, in the Avengers movies, when Doctor Strange, uh, I don't remember, is this Endgame or is this, uh... They anyway, bleed together. Whichever one it was, um, the, uh, when Doctor Strange, uh, says, like, there's only one version of this that works out. Right. He's right, talking yeah, about yeah. the different realities, right? So isn't he right. already talking about a multiverses? Yeah. In, in mm-hmm. that? Yeah. So I think... The multiverse has already been, like... The multiverse it, already, it already exists. exists. It's yeah. just becoming a, okay. a tangible thing they have to deal with now. So, so part this of that... thing that Wanda did with the creating this whole, this is not part of the multiverse. This is just a separate... It should just be a separate thing, although, and they don't really get into it, but her powers, originally, at least in the comics, and this may may be how it could, she could impact the, the multiverse, uh, the hexes were probability hexes. And you, that's why they, they show the scene with her as a kid and the bomb. Oh, right. um, so the whole idea is that her magic comes from changing the likelihood of events. So a bomb that should go off suddenly becomes a dud. Uh, but the way that probability works is that there is X number of realities, you know, and in 99 of them it would go off, and in one of them it doesn't, and she's able to shift to that, to that outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, now they haven't really like laid it out in those terms, but yeah, playing with pos- probability, which ultimately is being tapped into a multiverse, you know, every potential outcome of a given event, uh, is what her power is. Right. Hmm. So, uh, in terms of the finale, the bigger thing, and I know this is kind of what people are, are were more upset about, uh, was the fact that she just traumatized a town full of people and then, you know, flew off. Um, and typical I, I, superhero. A typical superhero. And I wanted to get your, your read on this, because one thing I read a lot about was, like, uh, people wondering, you know, should she have been held accountable Mm-hmm. Um, and my curiosity was, I don't know what accountability would look like. So I was curious to, was that something that like occurred to you at the end? Did you guys, did that bother not you at even, all? Not even the least. It never occurred to me. Okay. The The only way that it, it affected me, um, was that not, not that she needed to be held accountable, but more that I liked, I actually liked the fact that she leaves this town and, um, you know, no one will ever know. I, I mean, and that they'll they'll hate her for the rest of her, for yeah. the rest of their lives. Um, and that felt like I, I don't know. Maybe that's not enough in terms of like if you want justice for what they've been through, right? Um, but as far as like at least an acknowledge, like it, it had the kind of like the level of acknowledgement the way that um, 
early Jessica Jones did about like, yeah, there was this battle and it destroyed a ton of the city and like regular people suffered because of it. Um, right. And so I liked, even, even though it's just an acknowledgement and it's just like a little touch at the end. Um, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I, I felt like that was, that was more than the average superhero movie or show would do. Yeah. I mean, I think it was a little, so that touch at the end is where she goes back into the town and Monica right. talks to her and right. says the whole, like, they'll never know what you sacrificed. And right. she's kind of like, it won't matter, you know, so it essentially poo-poos it like it won't matter like right. they'll hate me and I, her her poo-pooing it was absolutely right I I did not like that they even had Monica say like they'll never know what you sacrificed because I think yeah. she, it like in this scenario like that's not a sacrifice <laughs> like <laughs> like I know that she loved her family and it sucks that she had to give them up but like there was only one way out of that like she created this problem and she needed to deal with it and I think that's that's kind of what I wanted to talk about is um I think a lot of people wanted her to be held accountable for her actions. Mm -hmm. And I think that, and I don't think the show did a good job because I feel like those last few minutes were really rushed. Um, But I do like what the show ultimately did. And so I kind of wanted to talk through it because it's like, she took responsibility for her actions. And that's why she, you know, ended the hex and 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 that being like that's the bare minimum but the real thing that she did was that she went into seclusion and focused on her powers and even though it's done you see that in this end credit scene that seems like it's just setting up Doctor Strange I don't like it is a more important scene than that Um, to me that is and this is part of like when people are like why wasn't she held accountable in that moment in that town who would she have who would hold her accountable Right. The only two agencies on the ground were the FBI and S.W.O.R.D. Right. S.W.O.R.D. is a, a literally like a sentient weapon organization or whatever. Like they had already been messing with Vision mm-hmm. uh, and trying to use him for their own purposes. And even if Haywood is no longer in control, Monica isn't either. Like she doesn't know who is going to be running S.W.O.R.D. They are not an organization that can be trusted. Right. And if she turned herself into the FBI, they are frankly incapable of handling someone with her power. Um, they could barely keep Scott Lang under house arrest. <laughs> I love Randall Park. He would not be able to handle Wanda. Right. Um, I think that, you know, part of the issue, what was so interesting about Wanda is that she, the whole point of her character was that she was so incredibly powerful, but also had no idea. Mm-hmm. And the problems arose because she was not trained. She didn't know what she was capable of and her emotions got away from her. So to take responsibility for what she did, she needs to learn to control herself and, and putting herself into custody or trusting any organization with her amount of power, knowing that she could be manipulated because Agatha just manipulated her, (laughs) you know, like that is the irresponsible thing. If you want to ensure that what happened in Westview doesn't happen again, she literally can't trust anyone but herself. Right. And I think that it, it, you're kind of dealing with on the one hand, uh, the distinction between punishment and rehabilitation. Um, you know, if you're just looking for her to, for a punitive action against her, that's not going to help that's not going to mitigate what the real source of the problem, which was her not having control of herself. 
Right. Um, but you're also dealing with a, you know, I think the continuation of that, the, the mental health exploration that they were, you know, that the whole show was about, which is character, you know, when, when you have a person who has a mental breakdown and they will hurt the people around them and they, they don't mean to, mm-hmm. but how do they then put back the pieces? Is it, you know, if they, if they cause damage, is, is it best to just to punish them or do you help them not be in a position where they can do that again? You know, do you, do you help them heal? And I right. think that that's, it was, you know, I wish they'd kind of hammered that home more because it does look like she is running away from the authorities. And I'm like, that's not what's going on. She is making the absolutely correct decision. Mm-hmm. There is nobody else who should have control of her power because she, you know, as long as she can't control herself, she will just continue to be manipulated or continue right. to make mistakes like she did, which was, you know, not know what she's capable of and do things that she isn't even realizing she's doing. Right. Um, well, yeah, that's I mean, that that's a very thoughtful and smart reading of it, I think, that. um I did not think nearly as deeply about it. Um, but, but that makes me think that, like, that that last moment with Monica, instead of it being her saying, like, oh, they, they don't know what you've sacrificed, it, there, there's a version of that, or there could have been a version of that, where it's, you know, whether or not she's going to turn herself in. Um, yeah, I mean, or, that was... Or, or, or if it's, like, you know, basically, like, I need to... I need to learn how to control this. And, you know, right. the, you could have a, a version of the, like the classic, like, you know, you know, if you run, I'll shoot you or whatever. Like, well, what are you going to do? You, are you really going to, you really think you can stop me? Of course. Yeah. Not. And, then, and I think that's where like, and, and, you know, on the one hand, I, I, th- I know we kind of rail against Marvel for spoon feeding us, but on the other hand, I'm like, there was a lot in this finale that like, if you'd actually just had certain interactions play out, cause I do feel like they were so concerned with having Monica be on Wanda's side. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, in that moment, she didn't, you know, that's not what I needed from that character. If you're going to make the, if you're going to make Wanda walk all the way into fucking town when she could have just flown off from the foundations of her house, right. <laughs> like that, the time that you're taking on that scene, like it needs to matter. And I don't, and ultimately I think that the conversation that they did have was hitting the wrong note and it needed mm-hmm. to be, you know, cause I, I get that it's, it's supposed to be Monica saying like, well, you know, if I could have brought my mom back, I would have done it. And it's like, right. Their connection through grief was so shallow. And I, and I do wish it was more like, you know, having that be a moment of, of getting to see Wanda's th- thought process mm-hmm. and really look at like, well, what are our options right now? you know, the only thing that makes sense is to leave. And that is not only, that is not shirking my responsibilities. That is taking responsibility. That is doing the right thing because none of you are, you know, have really any authority over a being like her. Right. (laughs) And I mean, nor would they be safe. Nor would they be safe. Yeah. Until she, she knows she can. And it also makes, and that's the thing, like her sacrifice, I don't consider what she did a sacrifice. I do think that it shows that ultimately she has the judgment that she needs for someone of that power level. You know, I think part of the, the, 
you know, what the Marvel movies, you know, going back to Civil War and stuff like that, like, you know, when you have characters, when you have people who have these enormous power sets, you know, how do you sanction them? And I think that, uh, you know, with someone like Wanda, there is no body that that really has authority over her. You just have to hope that she <laughs> has good judgment. And right. I think that's what it was. It wasn't that it was a sacrifice. It's that she recognized the mistake she made and she fixed it. She right. couldn't un- she couldn't rewind it. She couldn't undo it. But she she chose to end it. And now she's choosing to to learn and to better herself so that she won't make the same mistake again. And it's like, those are all of the, that is the type of res- taking responsibility for your own, you know, shit essentially <laughs> right. that you want a hero to do. And I think that, you know, the fact that she, if you want to call it a sacrifice, but the, the fact that she gave up her family and freed the town and like did all of that, like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, she caused the mess, but once she understood the extent of what had happened, she knew she had no right and she did the right thing. And that's ultimately what you want from a hero. So I, you know, I do like, I wish all of that had kind of come to bear because I don't think this question of like, well, how is she being held accountable? I'm like, "Ah." it's, and part of it was also, I'll, I'll be honest. I was listening to some, uh, it was a conversation about uh, police funding and 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 where the money goes and it was there was this one the sheriff who was making the argument that if you take money out of police departments it impacts people with mental health because a lot of times the police are the ones that respond and uh and to keep them safe they end up in jail mm-hmm. and he's like so you know people who are having breakdowns people who are having these problems like they won't get the care that they need if if we're not there to mm. put them in jail and I'm just sitting there, and, and, and it was weird watching the Wanda finale after listening to this, like, really weird pitch for why we should continue, like, giving tons of money to the police. <laughs> because it was just like, well, there's something so screwed up about our entire justice system. If, if, you, if, that is, if that is the help, that, if that is the only help that we can offer. Right. Like, there are social workers. There, yeah, there's so many others. And it's like, you know, you're right. They may be off the street. They may no longer be a danger to themselves, but they aren't getting help. Like, that is the bare minimum, and that is, like, a the wrong-ass way to approach this kind of thing. You know, right. they are, if they are breaking the law, or, you know, if they are a danger, it is unintentional. And and just removing them from the situation is not enough. But it was, and, and so that was part of it. It really got me thinking about, like, well, what do people in crisis need? Mm-hmm. And it's not punishment. Mm-hmm. It's help. Right. And there is nobody capable of helping Wanda, so she is helping herself, unless I think ultimately she'll end up getting help from the Sorcerer Supreme and uh, down the line Catherine Hahn, because she has kept Agatha in the town. Oh, right. do you think Catherine Hahn will show up again? In the comics, Agatha uh, is essentially her mentor. She helps teach Wanda how to use her powers, and I think and, that that's... Yeah, they're so kind of we will her see her in Doctor Strangelove. I don't know that we'll see her in Doctor Strangelove. <laughs> I, I don't think that last, tease that me, last line was designed to basically say, like, when we can get Catherine Hahn back, yeah, she'll be back. She will be back. She will one hundred percent be back. Yeah. And she is not gone from the MCU. They're not idiots. Right. She's not dead. She can come back whenever we want her to. 
Right. Although in the comics, Agatha at one point does die and then continues to mentor uh, the Scarlet Witch as a ghost. So I think it's fine. Like, Mm -hmm. Catherine Hahn will forever is now cemented in the MCU. (laughs) Right. Well, that, that, that leads me to a, a slightly different question, which is, which, because uh, I was thinking about this a I just little bit to... in that, like, the, I, I don't know, I, I don't think you could have done it with the story as constructed, but, like, if this story is truly about grief and about that kind of, like, mental processing and, like, how do you, uh, how do you heal yourself, you know, after this kind of um, trauma, um, then would it have been better? And, and again, you know, this is a this is a completely different version of the show, honestly. But <laughs> like, would it have been better if if it ends with some kind of mentor? Like, like it almost feels like that. That's almost like the the Doctor Strange cameo that you want, where like she shows up at his doorstep and says, "I need help." I, I need honestly, I thought that was going to be the end credit sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of respect that they didn't do it, uh, mm. but I do, yeah, I think they very easily could have done that. I also, in one of the interviews, I think I, I think it was the Jack Schaefer one, there was a version of the show where, where they kind of understood that um, the role that Agatha plays in it, even though she's harsh, and even though it's only in the last two episodes, mm. she's playing the role of the therapist. Right. She's forcing Wanda to confront everything in her past that led to this moment. Um, And even though she's doing it from the aspect of, I want to understand how your powers work, you're seeing that it's all tied to Wanda's emotional state and, and the kind of the traumas that, that affected her. Mm -hmm. And so it, you know, they could have done the version where Agatha is, you know, a kindlier character. Right. Um, as opposed to one who is who is doing all of this for her own gain, right? But that is still uh, Agatha is playing the th- you know the therapist. She ultimately is the one who gives Wanda the tools to 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 begin the process of healing and to right. to recognize exactly what had happened. So, you know, I don't know. It, it, I think that would be my only argument for why the having an explicit doctor strange cameo in this moment wouldn't have mattered because he would have swanned in at the end. Right. And it's kind of like, actually it's kind of, I think it's more interesting that the villain is the one who, who played that role. Right. So the lesson (laughs) is you'd learn what you need to from your therapist and then you lock them up in a small town until you need them again. Until you need them again. Yes. They will always be there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, one brief thing, I, I did see, like, this thing, the article you're talking about said that the, one of the alternate innings alluded to a Reed Richards, and who, and the possibility of a cameo, who is that going to be? Uh, I don't, uh, so Reed Richards from the Fantastic Four? Yes. I don't know where that's I, from. Oh, but, oh, you're literally uh, asking who Reed Richards is. <laughs> What my understanding is that John Trzinski was going to be Reed Richards and that he was going to be in WandaVision. I don't Every, know if that's accurate, but that, that I don't know if that was fan casting or if that was an actual thing. I yeah. think it was a hybrid of the two, everyone, but that Reed everyone, Richards was supposed to be in so everyone thought that the aerospace engineer that Monica said she knew 
was going to turn out to be Reed Richards, right. and that that would be the introduction of the Fantastic Four. I don't. I missed the part of any interview where that was something that was that was. Wait, didn't didn't actually, they say that they had to cut? Like there they were there were like two scenes they had to cut, and one was going to include Reed Richards or an I allusion to Reed Richards. I didn't read that. Um, it could yeah, be. I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen oh. that one. Um, I know fans really expected it, and that the long-standing fan casting has been John Krasinski. Um, I mean, we there really should have had Mike on tonight. He knew about this. He knew about it. Well, the other thing is that that w- that theory held more water when we thought that Evan Peters was actually playing the Fox mutant version right. of Quicksilver. Right. Because it would have been, oh, we're literally looping in the Fox properties that Disney now owns. Right. We're tying them both in. And that ended up being like a nothing. That was a nothing. I mean, it still could be something, but yeah, you find out that Agatha just was living in Ralph's house. Ralph is Evan So they Peters. were trolling us. They, that was a straight up troll. I okay. still think that well, I, mostly just because, like, that is the one thing that I really wanted, because I love, like, I loved Evan Peters as Quicksilver, and if you're mm-hmm. going to do anything to try and salvage the existing X-Men character, like, just, like, yeah, just give me keep Evan Keep him Peter. around. Just keep him around. Like, I understand if you got to recast, you know, James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender, if you have to do all that, that's, you know, I get it. God damn it, Evan Peters was so good. Right. The, the <laughs> only thing that makes me think that that could still be could still turn out to be a thing if they you know realize oh we do actually want Evan Peters to be Quicksilver in these movies um, would be that they never answered who was in witness protection right and so there I saw uh, it is not my original idea but I I saw someone wrote something about that like if it was him then he could still be Quicksilver um, for whatever reason was in witness protection and like you know didn't know who he was while he was under. I think Mike mentioned or? that in his write up. Oh, okay, Maybe in his was, recap. Was Mike but I also think that yeah, I mean if and and again you would still have an uh, another he could be in witness protection because he's from another an alternate reality. <laughs> right. So. Maybe WandaVision did create the multiverse, Dustin. Who knows? Yeah. That's probably quite possibly. <laughs> Um, I would just say uh, one last uh, thing on uh, uh, Catherine Hahn in particular. Yes. Uh, the last uh, couple of weeks, people have been, you know, like, oh, I knew Catherine Hahn way back in blah, 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 blah. And I knew Catherine Hahn way back in blah, blah, And I've been like, I want to say that Catherine Hahn has been in my pajama uh, uh, five freebies for years. And... Above all of that, she was on an episode of Transparent. She was like a semi-series regular on Transparent. Maybe three or four years ago that uh, because of this one episode that that affected me so profoundly, we decided, my entire family decided to convert to Judaism because of Catherine Hahn. So I win. You do win, but now I want to know who's in your uh, five freebies. And well, why Catherine are they Hahn- your Pajiba five freebies? Yeah, I don't understand no. why it's Pajiba five freebies. Wouldn't it be between you and your wife? 
No, no, because we did the five favorites every year. That's the Pajama Ten. And always, there's three mainstays. Always. Catherine Hahn. The Pajama Ten is different. It's a list of of, uh, the ten. But it's made up of the five freebies. Oh, okay. I don't know. I only ever have to nominate one. Oh, I, I, it's always Catherine Hahn, Melanie Linsky, and Ira Glass for me. And then who are, and then you just swap in two randos? Yeah. Well, every year, you know, the, the other changes. But those are my three mainstays. And Catherine Hahn's been there forever. And nobody remembers this, but she was amazing in this uh, Hank Azaria show that was canceled after one season called Free Agents. Oh, so good. I mean, I guess, yeah, you win. Also, uh, she was in... I mean, I you didn't it. you didn't even describe that show as a Catherine Hahn show, so I don't know what to say about that. What are you talking about? What what? She was also in I Love Dick, you, which is you, a terrible said, show, but I watched you, it because of Catherine Hahn. You said that <laughs> Catherine Hahn was great in a Hank Azaria show. She was a, she was great at the but why time. Why is it Hank Azaria show? Yeah, because at the time show? nobody knew who she was. It was called Free Agents. It was like 2011. Was she the co lead? She was. She was one so of the agents. So it's equally her. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. It's International she was Women's good. Day, Justin. She was good in the Catherine in her show. In her show. Free agents. Yeah. Which also Correct. happened to star Hank Azaria. Yeah. That's true. All right. Fine. Fine. God, she's just amazing. <laughs> oh, she, she was in Traffic Light. I feel like Dan would have loved Traffic Light. Did you, did you love Traffic Light? Um... The TV show? Yes. The sitcom that was like one season and just kind of fucking amazing. Was uh, it based on an Israeli show? My, mm, no, my Traffic Light was the one that came on the same time as... Uh, there a was phenomenal a, cast. There was, an, there was an NBC show that was basically the same show. Like, it was... They're all just trying to be friends, right? Yes, um, yes. But there was, uh, there was an NBC one... That came out around the same time, and I watched that one instead, and both were canceled very quickly. Yes. Um, but this one so. had Denman, David Denman from The Office, uh, Roy. It had Nelson Franklin from, I guess, Veep. Uh, Chris Marshall from Love Actually, I want to say. Uh, and then uh, Aya Cash before uh, oh. You're the yep. Worst. And Liza Lapira, who's... And everything she shows up in. Sure, yes. Oh, can we get a show where Catherine Hahn and Aya Cash just play sisters? That would be amazing. And it's just, that's just, that's the show? Yep. <laughs> I don't have anything more for it. I, you know, no, we can, we can brainstorm this, but I just, I would like that. I, I would I, watch I, that I don't, show. I don't know that you need anything else. Yeah. Well, and now that they're both in superhero shows, it could be a superhero sister show, sort of. Although, yeah, I guess her character from The Boys is... <laughs> so, so her character from The Boys is <laughs> Agatha Harkness from the MCU. <laughs> they would end mm. up ruling the world. They would, you know. <laughs> assuming Ayakash is not still a burned husk. Yeah. Um, spoilers for season two of The Boys. <laughs> uh, it, one thing I've thought was interesting about just talking about WandaVision is the, um, we, maybe it's inevitable, but we've been talking a lot about the discourse around it and just like the, the way people have been talking about the show. And I mean, it, it makes sense cause it's kind of, 
it's the closest thing we have to a water cooler show right now. Right. Um, and kind of the closest thing that to what, um, to to a consensus, uh, like the show that everyone's watching. I mean, not everyone, but you know. Yeah. How sad is that? Um, but it, it, what what was your, I guess like overall, I kind of just want like what's your what's your overall takeaway? Like, did you enjoy it? Did you did, do you feel like it it did what what it was supposed to? Did did it do what you wanted it to? Um, like outside of the the expectations or like the um, you yeah know, the, the MCU of it all. Oh, outside of the MCU of it all. I mean, I mean, because <laughs> I feel like the MCU of it is just like it has. It, it just kind of has to do certain yeah. things. Like it has to. Like she has to become Scarlet Witch. So yeah. like that's going to happen one way or another. Oh, and her um, costume is so good. Oh, the costume was really good. It was great. Um, and you know the the kids had to go because the kids because you know they weren't real. So, they weren't real. And so that version of Vision had to go, but they gave us White Vision, so that's a thing now. Yes. Um, um, who, who I will say that was another one of those loose threads where like, so vision before he says goodbye, doesn't tell her that like, Oh, by the way, I made sure that my body has its memories again. You could li- literally just go find him. He's not still the same. No, he's vision. not. He's got to he's got to find himself and someday we'll get vision Wanda and it'll be <laughs> his, his, uh, the story of his growth. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, I think that I personally really enjoyed WandaVision. Um, I don't think it was perfect, but I, I also don't think it's flaws. I think, yeah, it's, it, I just had a really good time with it. I really liked the television. I liked it from the beginning when it was just weird television. I like the growth. I like that we actually got a, a complicated emotional journey for a Marvel character. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the finale, you know, while I think it was a, a bit of a rocky finale, I also think part of that, that was where it was like, I, I'm impressed that they, they waited until literally the, the final episode to let the MCU crash in. Right. Um, and they, they kind of kept it in its own weird little bubble. And that gives me a lot of hope for the rest of the, the TV shows. I hope we get more of that. Um, I also just wanted, because we haven't mentioned it yet, uh, quick shout out to the Vision v. Vision fights. Oh, because yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Those were, I mean, just, like, I know this was, like, the big SFX, like, the big special effects episode. And, like, witches fighting are always a little bit, like, okay, they're floating in the air and, black, like, throwing colors at each other. Like, right. it's it's always a little bit, you know, it's cool looking, but it, eh, it's not that exciting. <laughs> uh, Paul Bettany kicking his own ass all over town. Mm-hmm was some of, like, honestly, some of the best action I've seen in Marvel. And the fact that it just kind of, like, wound up as the, the B-plot <laughs> at the end of WandaVision. I was like, some of those shots were great. Yeah. <laughs> like, that fight was awesome. So uh, I've just really, I hope that Paul Bettany gets more chances to fight himself in the future. And I would say that uh, it's very much like a Stephen King novel, that it's so good that it doesn't matter that the ending sucks. Yes. Unlike sometimes the Stephen King shows. Oh, sure, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's an excellent, yes, Dustin, that is exactly what this was. Yeah. How about um, you, Dan? Yeah, that, that, that actually is, is about appropriate, because I, I liked, I think, um, I definitely liked the, the non-MCU like, uh, 
homework parts of it better. So like like the TV homage I thought was amazing. Um, the um, and like the the weirdness of it I enjoyed that more than the. Uh, again, I mean the ending. Of course, it has to end in some kind of you know giant Marvel style battle. So right. I understand it. It makes total sense. Um, but it's not necessarily the episode I'll remember. Um, but the the thing that I thought was the most out of everything, like regardless of what I hoped would happen or what I, uh, you know, believed would happen or whatever, um, reg- regardless of whatever my expectations were and whether or not those were fulfilled, um, the the thing that I think this show did that was so successful was that it made it made at least for me it made me care about Wanda. And, yes. like, in the movie... Again, I didn't see Ultron, but, like, in the other movies, she's such a minor character that... And I, I didn't know her that well in the comics. So she's such a minor character that I was like, oh, okay, here's Wanda and Vision, and I guess they're a couple, and I don't know, she's sad that he's dying. And I get that, but, like, I don't have a connection to them. Um, and the fact that this could make me care about them after the fact, I thought was really impressive. Yeah, you, I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head. Like, even within the Avengers, like, they were the C-list right. characters in the movies. Um, and with, like, a, a romance that was shoehorned in, and, like, none of it really, it just, no, you didn't, and part of it was that they never had their own movies, but, like, Black Widow at that point didn't have her own movie, and you still cared about her. Right. Like, you never really had enough substance for those two to, to care. And I think that this show, like if you were to ask me right now who my favorite characters are, like I am more emotionally invested in Wanda and Vision than I am in basically any other Marvel character right now. <laughs> like they went from C-list to A-list right. in the course of nine episodes on a Disney Plus show. And again, that's kind of what's exciting. Like, if that's the potential that these Marvel TV shows are going to have, even if they don't connect to the movies, they're going to alter the way audiences um, interact with the characters in those movies. And I think that's exciting. Yeah. Because I am definitely definitely much more excited for the the next Doctor Strange movie. but to just see knowing her in that, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah just because sure. knowing that she's going to be in it, and now that I have some level of emotional attachment to her character. Right. Yes. And it was originally, it's my understanding that the series was supposed to lead right directly into the uh, Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, because I think Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to air first, before right. Wanda. Like, I think they've done a lot of reshuffling, which is part also probably why... Um, there was some deadline issues with mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm very curious about why all of this shuffling happened um, I am also and I know we, we're we're kind of just looking ahead to Falcon and, and Winter Soldier <laughs> but the Loki show I I am more excited for that having mm-hmm. watched WandaVision because there is I think that is the one that has more potential for and and just knowing what I'm hoping some of the arcs in the comics that they're going to be dealing with mm-hmm. as much as I was tired of Loki in the in the movies I was kind of I was like oh his character is played out I think that that show could be very very cool and may actually right. make him a hero and the fact that, that that's a show that has the room for some weirdness yeah that um 
WandaVision has now proven they're willing to explore, at right. least to some extent. And, and that the audiences are receptive to. Right. So, when they're not bitching on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that feels like it leads us right into our game. Oh, do, you have a game do you have a game about bitching? Uh, no, I was. I, I I now feel bad that I said that, but um, there, there there's been a request from some of the many listeners that we play. I'll say something. No, we have more than he six. T- he told us okay. two people, two people were interested. <laughs> And I said, it was it Dustin and I? And he said, now it's four people. <laughs> four people. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're going to play a game. Uh, it'll be quick, I think, because I feel like one of you will have an advantage. Uh, I'm not going to say which one. But uh, this week's game is called Duck or Doc. Oh. Do you uh, mean Doc is in Doctor or Doc is in the thing that goes out over water and you pull up boats to? Uh, doc as in Doctor Okay. So I'm going to name uh, actors and uh, oh, chaos style. You just, just call them in. And you're going to tell me whether they've played a duck or if they've played a duck. You're just like playing into <laughs> our two. Oh, shit. Yeah. Or or there there is also the possibility that they've been both. There's so one, like the, there's one in particular example, that has David played. David Tennant is, is off the board. I'm just going to okay. call it now. Thank you. Because he's, but, but as an example of someone who has played both. Yes. So. So just just know that that's a possibility. Uh, you know, it could it could be both. Okay. Um, so are you guys ready? Uh, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling very nervous about this. I'm so happy. All right, let's start with an easy one. All right, very easy. Uh, uh, Bobby Moynihan. Duck. Correct. Thank you. That wasn't easy Bobby for Moynihan. me. Louie on uh, DuckTales. Easy for Tori is what you meant. Um, but to be fair, no, I, see how this, I see how this game is going. But what if he played a doctor? If you knew uh, like a sketch or something mm-hmm. where he played a doctor, you could have mm-hmm. you could have won it. Yep. Uh, here's uh, all right. So it's one zero Tori. How about? Uh, Let's see. Uh, oh, sorry. I got to... Um, there's, like, there's like a dozen there's doctor shows and there's one duck show. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people. There might be more than one duck show. You don't know that. There's though. a lot of people on that duck um, show. How about uh, Paget Brewster? Oh, duck. Correct. Thank you. Who does she play, Tori? <laughs> she plays Della Duck. That's correct. She's the, yeah, the mom of, of Bobby Moynihan's character. <laughs> and she has a metal leg, and she was on the moon for a while. Uh, I did not know that. <laughs> um, all right, so it's 2-0 Tori. Uh, they're going to get tougher right, okay. at some point. Okay. Will you stop uh, asking DuckTales questions? Probably. Look, there are uh, only, like you said, there are only so many duck shows. Um, but how about Ken Jeong? Doctor. Oh, uh, I think I heard Tori first. Yeah. Oh, gonna, gonna, I definitely gonna, said that first. I don't know. I said it first, but you, if he's you want to give it to Dustin. He's a real doctor, and he's a sitcom I'll, doctor. I'll give, you, I'll give you both a half point. Thank you. So, there we go. I think that's uh, equitable. Yeah. <sighs> I, I, I do think I heard Tori first. I, uh, yeah. But, uh, I also heard me first. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're you're both right. Uh, Ken Jeong, uh, 
a doctor on Dr. Ken and also in real life. A but I have doctor. seen his show, uh, the singing competition, more than Tori, so I should win that. But he's not a doctor on that. He's not a doctor on that. <laughs> I understand that, but I've suffered through it. I've watched uh, Community, which also had Paget Brewster. Community was That's amazing. True. I have yes. seen the singing competition. It's called it, The Masked Singer. Thank you. I couldn't think of it. All right. Uh, <laughs> Do I get a point right. for knowing the name of no. the singing competition show? <laughs> uh, no points for that, but maybe a point for this, depending on who gets it first. Um, I really feel like, uh, well, I'm not going to say that, because if I say that, it's going to tip uh, what the answer is. Okay. Uh, Zach Breff. Doctor. Doctor. Flurry <laughs> gets the point. Come on, that's not fair. She what? definitely said it first. I said the it's whole thing. It's only word because she hasn't drank as much as I have. Are well, you kidding? How do you know? You're not I watching me. I should not me. be punished yeah. for drinking. What? Here's a here's a bonus half point question. Okay. Uh, uh, what has uh, what? So Zach Raff has not played a duck, but he has played a bird. What bird did he play? Bird. Was it something in like Madagascar? No. I don't know. He played Chicken Little in the movie Chicken Little. Oh. Oh. I thought that was Mel Dustin Gibson. has kids. He should have had... Actually, wait a minute. Dustin has kids. He should have yeah, the edge on should, all of these. He should know a lot more than he does. Um, all right. Uh, three and a half to one half point. But uh, let's see where we go from here. All right. Uh, next, Duck or Doc. Joshua Jackson. Doctor. Yeah. You're both wrong. He was God a duck? Damn. Oh, he was a mighty duck. He was a mighty duck. Oh, he was Charlie Conway. Motherfucker. I can't believe both of you got that wrong. I'm very, very I ashamed. Was, was he I not was, ever a doctor? He wasn't a doctor on Fringe, a, technically. His dad was the doctor. Not as far as I could tell. Uh, mm. And this is based on about seven minutes of IMDb research. So God, she You know it's that. accurate. Uh, all right, so it's still three and a half. I to can't one believe half. we missed that. That was bad. <laughs> that yeah. was bad. Um, all right, how about this, Jason Alexander? Duck. Doctor. You're both wrong. He was both. Yeah. He was a duck on Duckman as Duckman, duck <laughs> and uh, in his TV career, he has played a doctor many, many times. Yeah. So too many to count. So. <laughs> I feel like then, don't we both get a half a point? We have if nope. it's both, you have to. You have name. to say both. Yeah, okay, yeah. all right. Um, otherwise, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, all right, here is your next uh, question. Ian Zeering. Duck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm What'd you say? say? I said duck. I feel like this is okay. A I'm gonna say both. Tori is correct. God damn He's it. played both. He played Wild Wing, the lead, in The Mighty Ducks, the series, which was a late 90s cartoon uh, based on the real-life hockey team, based on the movies. Um, But there there are ducks in in the thing. It's weird. Um, I think we talked about this, right? We did talk about this. But with ducks. (laughs) And uh, he was also in Godzilla, the series, which was a TV animated uh, sequel or follow-up to the 98 Godzilla movie. Wow. Uh, he played Dr. Nick Tatopoulos. So. so you are really just exploiting the fact that Dustin doesn't watch cartoons. 
Uh, look, Dustin has just as good a chance of answering these questions mm. as anybody else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, it is four and a half to one half. Uh, let's move on. Uh, Donald Faison. Doctor. Uh, doctor. Yeah. Oh. All right, I heard Dustin. Dustin yeah, got it that was one. Dustin. You're right, Dustin. Donald Faison has only you. played a doctor, never played a duck. I got thrown off because you said Donald, and I was about to yell duck. <laughs> I'll be well, honest. remember these are these are not the uh, these are the actors, not the characters. I know, but you have to admit that's a that's little tricky. <laughs> uh, four and a half to one and a half. Tori's still in the lead. Uh, I'm glad that we got to this question. Okay. Uh, Mark Evan Jackson. <gasps> well, no, Doc. no, 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 Doctor. Tori gets it. <laughs> he plays a buzzard in du- in Ducktales. Oh, that is correct. you God tricky bastard. <laughs> I was wondering if Tori would get that one, and she did not disappoint. Uh, Tori wins the game. Five and a half to one and a half. It was a steamroller. I have to say, at what point on the list were you going to get into actors who played Doctor Who, other than David Tennant? Uh, I actually didn't list any of the other Doctor Who doctors, Um, but here's some of the other ones that I had. Um, So on the Duck side, I had Ben Schwartz, Danny Pudi, uh, Beck Bennett, all from uh, DuckTales. From uh, DuckTales. Um, I also had Brad Garrett, who is also in the Mighty Ducks cartoon. <laughs> um, on the uh, doctor side, I had Hugh Laurie. Obviously. Uh, and uh, uh, Matt Scursery. I didn't Country. put his name down on it because I don't know how to say it. <laughs> uh, and then on under both, uh, Kate Micucci mm-hmm. has been both. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Diamantopoulos has been both. Oh, yeah. And uh, Marguerite Moreau has been both. She was also in, in uh, Mighty Ducks. Um, but she was a doctor on Grey's Anatomy. So. Oh, wow. Mm. I would not have gotten that. Yeah. Um, that was like a deep, deep cut. To, yeah. W- once nobody got Joshua Jackson, I was like, I don't think we're getting to her. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe. Yeah, that was just a total brain fart. That was so obvious. <laughs> But I understand that, like, because because your your mindset was on like cartoons, yeah. yeah, yeah. He he has not been, but he was a duck. I hate this game. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin, this has just been like a whole episode of kicking Dustin in the stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, Tori dominated the game. Uh, we used to have a rant, but I don't I, I don't know if you have anything to rant. If you have something you'd like to, no, I feel like I ranted with. about Wandavision, so I'm pretty good. Um, I do want to hear Dustin rant about how upset he is about the episode, but I feel like he just left. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Dustin, do you wanna do you wanna tell us off? I don't have any. No, no. I thought that as I said, it was like a Stephen King. It was like a. It was a great series, and like no, not talking about Wandavision. Do you want to yell at how us? We've upset you oh, this <laughs> through whole the whole thing. Course. Really, yeah. it's about Felicity. You guys, the fact that you dismissed Felicity. <laughs> I don't think we dismissed it. We are open we to watching it. We haven't seen it. Yeah, I don't we, think you understand or appreciate just how crucial and important Felicity is to television since two thousand two. So tell us, rant. Well, I'm not going to rant. I'm just saying, like, J.J. Abrams created Felicity. If had not that happened, then Mission Impossible would have ended at, after the second one. And then the John Doe one, which was not very good. And then, uh, you know, there would have been no Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Trek reboots. And um, no Bad Robot. No... What 
what's the... Which, by extension, no fringe. And no Cloverdale. Okay. Hey. It sounds like you're saying that J.J. Abrams would not have been successful without Felicity. It also sounds like you're saying was, that Felicity is... He gone fishing before okay. Felicity. Okay, wait, wait, wait. It sounds like you're saying that Return... Uh, no, um, Rise of Skywalker is... To blame, like Felicity uh, is to blame yeah. for Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. Is that what you're trying to say? I think he left. I didn't. Yeah, because without... I, I didn't let the dog in. But, <laughs> but Rise of, you... I don't know. Star Wars. It was a great reboot, wasn't it? Did no? I'm talking specifically about the third movie where you find out that Ray is. Related okay, to that was shit, but that wasn't yeah. Abrams' fault. I mean, he directed it, but only because they threw made him direct it after they fired the other guy. But it was literally his idea. It was his story. Wait, yeah, I, I know, but it was a he came up with it like last minute. Who was the guy they fired? Colin Trevorrow. Yeah, oh, yeah, and to be Jesus. fair, that was that was a that was a good decision. Uh, did you appreciate the way that he put? Carrie Russell in the movie and then like didn't let her take her helmet off. Was it because she That's had a bad it. haircut? I think no. it was probably. Uh, she, you guys are killing she, me. Killing me. <laughs> That's all I know about Felicity is that something about a haircut and also she's a stalker, right? Isn't that like yeah, the no, premise of the show is yeah. that she's a stalker? Yeah, she's a stalker. And so then, we're rooting for a stalker? Why, why is, is she right? not a stalker? I'm, I'm not going to get into this. I'm a little upset that we're, like, I, I would love to have an opinion about her being a stalker, but Dustin won't tell me who she ends up with. Right. I Which Scott spoil does she end up with? I will not spoil that for you. Is it Walmart, Freddie Prinze Jr., or the werewolf? That's <laughs> unfair characterization <laughs> both ways. He literally played a werewolf. I hate you both. Uh, my, my favorite thing about this... He played a vampire. This... Didn't he? No, Wait. he didn't. No, no, Kate... No. Oh, come on. This is a movie with your favorite person. Um, Kate Beckinsale? Kate Beckinsale. She was the vampire. He was the werewolf. And it was a whole fight between oh, vampires right. yeah, and werewolves. Okay, fair. But they were like... They were together. Yeah. It was a forbidden love, Dustin. <laughs> One of them probably stalked the other. I don't know. <laughs> uh, my my favorite part of all of this is that we uh, we only had one topic this week, and this is our longest episode in quite some time. <laughs> Jesus Christ, we are the worst. It was, it was because of the game. Yeah, but but even but still, like, there's no reason that this should have been this long. Um, but anyway. Uh, that's the show. We will not be talking about WandaVision next week because no, we um, there won't be WandaVision to discuss. But, oh, will we talk know. about Justice League? Where are we? Oh, is that is that out next week? I think it's out this weekend. It's eighteen. Okay. Also, it's a uh, mm. is that a TV show? I mean, it is on a streaming platform. It is. So we talked about it on this episode. We did, but um, I don't know. This this is like the first. This will be the first DC movie that I've seen. Not, so nobody uh, wants Woman. to know my thoughts on Justice League. Oh, I don't know. Sure. Oh, I think Whatever. you should watch the first one. I think you should watch. Yeah, you gotta watch I, both. And then I'm not watching thoughts. both. 
Uh, I will say I've been watching, rewatching Pushing Daisies on HBO Max, and it is still delightful. It's so, so good. I need uh, to rewatch it. It's uh, it's a nice like uh, cool down kind of show. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh. oh, time for Dustin to, to go, go to sleep. Bed. That's what that means. That is right. uh, we'll be back next week talking about something else. Have a good night. Good night, everybody. <laughs>